difficulties. And I just want to officially apologize to you all, our wonderful audience and listeners and co-hosts. You know, we love you guys. So I'm going to do the respectful thing and I will apologize for being late, but I was having some difficulties. Now, with that said, I want to say, if you're still with us, Thank you for sticking with us because you know I was getting some comments and stuff offline like hello hello where are you uh where's is the show happening today we're hearing just music our folks love to hear us talk okay man they don't like music what's what's up because we're not a music show hello you gotta have some kind of you cannot be monotonous so as long as they've been with us they know there's a little music we have to start it out we start off with a little bit of music yes ma'am you know but we start off with just a little itty bitty bit of music and i just want to say to everybody i want to start again this is the show called let's connect everybody and i know reese must have said this but since i'm here now too i will join her in saying welcome thank you for being with us happy monday everybody Yes, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yes. So we love Mondays, despite how others, you know, Mondays are really, really hard. But for us, I like Monday evenings. <laughs> Monday evenings. <laughs> the rest of the day is no good, huh? Clarify that. <laughs> evenings, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, my goodness. You like Monday evenings. Where we get to rap with our peoples. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And we love it. We absolutely, absolutely love it. Where we get a chance to just be with everybody, chat with everybody. And we love when you join us. So whatever it is that you guys are doing right now, drop what you're doing. Yes. Come on over, come hang with us. Cause you all know we live for your comments. Live to talk. This is her outlet. I, this is my outlet. I'm not even going to lie. Okay. Own it, child. Own it. I'm owning it. It is my truth. I. This is my outlet. I live to talk with everybody. I live for the comments that we get from all of our friends here who join us. And, you know, as long as we are respectful, of course, you guys, you know our motto. And the name of the show is called Let's Connect. All right, so we thank you for joining us. We are here, everybody, every Monday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hurry up, finish cooking the kids' dinner, take your bath or whatever, and come on and cozy on up to the radio. Cozy on up to our Facebook Live where you can see us cutting up and acting a fool because that's what we love to do. We love to have a good time. Act the fool. Huh? That's my favorite thing to act yep that i'll give you that that's your job <laughs> i'm not gonna take your job away from you girl you can't <laughs> i'll let you have that own it one fool allowed on let's connect <laughs> oh, we're owning it tonight i am dead dead tired i just got off the road for where are you coming from why are you on the road spring hill went to see granny for um mother's day spent about five days with her it was so much fun oh got in at four o'clock and i'm here on the air but guess what love it love it love it wow okay so 
I hear that. Um, all right. So is this better? Let me know if this is better as far as turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. It's book. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the Americans, it's all the way up. It's the maximum volume. That's the maximum volume. You know, for all of our American counterparts and our Canadian counterparts and anybody who is not Caribbean, as Reese said, it book. It might book. The volume book. Which means we are at maximum volume, okay? okay. So what that means is, Miss Reese, well, you're going to have to throw your voice and make sure that you are being as eloquent as you love to be. Eloquent. Yes, please. Yes, darling. And make sure that you are clear as you love to be. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I tell you, is it? let me know if, if it's much better. All right. Uh, so I was saying... Um, I spent the Mother's Day with my granny. We had fun as usual. You know, she thinks she's 75. We did the shopping. We did. So tell everybody how old your granny is. 94. 94. 94 going on 75, thinking she's 75. So we had fun. It was good. Came back down this afternoon. And now I'm here. So, you know, after the show, I'm dead, 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 dead tired. I'm going to be like knocked out. But I um I'm happy. Happy I got home safely and happy that um I had a good Mother's Day. I hear you, girl. I'm glad that you made it safely. That was a long drive. It was a long drive, but the road was nice. It wasn't a lot of traffic and everything, so it was good. I ain't gonna complain. Oh. Yeah, I hear you. Can't complain, but because you made it safely. Yes. Yeah. What else is happening in your world, in your neck of the woods? My neck of the woods is quiet. I really don't have much. Can you believe? Uh, No, I can't believe it. I don't have much to talk about. Nothing going on like a couple of weeks ago with the drama with the house guests that they had. Oh, did you solve that problem? It was solved the same week. So, really, I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. I remember that was some tea you dropped on us that day because you managed to keep that secret for a long time. You didn't tell me about that. Oh, yes. Uh, But, um, yeah, nothing exciting happened on my side. What about you? What you did this weekend? do anything it was very quiet it was rainy 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 and gloomy here all of um all of saturday it was kind of scary actually it was very dark and rainy so you know what i stayed in and just did stuff in the house really i relaxed it was relaxing for me and um nothing nothing special but i like it that way okay you know for me it's okay i love it that way not a problem I hear that sometimes sometimes it has to be that way right yeah sometimes it has to be that way and I know and I just you know peeped out and looked at everybody else on social media to see what they were doing know. you know look I'm being nosy <laughs> you were being nosy <laughs> that's me I said, you're one of those people that like to look and be nosy. Oh, yeah. If you want to put your business out there, then I am going to look. 
Lord. You know, we talked about that before. If you're going to put all your business out there, then of course, I'm not missing it. No, I ain't missing nobody. T. I got to look what's going That's on. right. I'm not missing it. I'm going to be checking it out. I'm going to see what you're doing. And I'm going to see you putting all your business out on the street. Yes, yes. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that's all I was doing and it was fun and relaxing, but our friends, welcome. So basically we want you guys to join us. Tell us what you did this amazing weekend and if you celebrated it and how much you ate or who cooked, what was cooked for you. You know, we want to hear it all as usual, you know, let us know, join us. So on the way down today, I heard, uh, um, I heard. Um, they were discussing um, this topic on this radio show. And I was like, oh, I need to ask Carol what she think about this. They were talking about Mother's Day and how ex and ex like a baby father, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Baby mom, they're not together anymore. I hate that term, baby mama, baby. I just don't like it. Baby mama. Like it. But anyway, he gifted his child's mother with a chanel bag right uh-huh no but her the, the the father's the kid's father gifted her with a chanel bag for mother's day saying that she's an excellent mom thank you for being a good mom to our son and yada 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 she took the gift the okay. boy upset said he should she should give it back what are your thoughts on that um so listen, as usual, everybody, no judgments on this show, right? And we just give our personal views, whether you agree or disagree. That, but Reese, I want to hear your point of view first, because you just you try to put me out there first, right? <laughs> you what? I ain't giving back nothing. <laughs> Come on, say it, say it, say it nice and loud. Back. Listen nine months all that pain and reason i'm not giving it back thank you so much for the lovely gift but i'm not giving it back <laughs> sorry it I is a nice gift it's a nice gift not it's a, a nice gift <laughs> you know not even to ask me that well we have to ask for our listeners who don't know they need to hear you actually say it with it i'm sorry because to me listen i'm not giving it back no explanation give it back no so for everybody if you are new to us this week and we know that a lot of times we get comments from folks who were just checking us out for the first time this is our platform where we chat informally on here and our segment right now that we're talking about is called what Reese? What's affecting us? And yes, that shadow bag is affecting us. <laughs> so right now we're in our segment called What's Affecting Us? And clearly right now, everybody, this is what's affecting Reese. I want Okay. Because if you all are with us every week, you know that all these things affect Reese on a weekly basis. <laughs> that can affect you too. <laughs> don't affect me girl please own your stuff okay you know this affects you so listen for me i'm gonna say 
um, my viewpoint on this is I think it's inappropriate. You know I'm going to say that because me and you are like night and day. That's inappropriate. I think it's inappropriate for him to give her, even though she's the mother of his child, it's she's with someone else right now. And he's giving her this expensive gift. I wonder if he gave her this kind of gift when they were together. The man who she with better be glad because maybe he couldn't afford it, okay? It doesn't matter because let me tell you, that's going to cause stress. And especially if he cannot afford it, it's going to cause stress in their relationship. And it's not worth the stress for this man that she is no longer with. Clearly, there was a problem there why she's not with him anymore. That they still have to be in touch with each other. So wait, let me give my viewpoint because you already told your viewpoint. So let me finish my viewpoint before you come speaking up and saying stuff. <laughs> so my viewpoint is, it's like, it's not worth the stress in her current relationship. She probably has a really good man now that she's with. And taking this gift, yes, it's an expensive gift and all of that knows the reason why she broke up with the previous one was it wasn't a good relationship there so for him it was already turbulent and difficult problematic and now she's with someone else and he's still causing problems in this relationship because i guarantee you this new man is not going to be happy with her getting this expensive gift from him and um yeah he can give something but you know what if he wants to give anything give it to the child but you giving the mother such an expensive gift right now, especially if the current husband or, you know, partner or whatever is not able to afford that, that's going to cause problems. So one of the alternatives that she could have is, listen, if it's like you and she wants to take this bag, <laughs> is there a gift receipt with the bag? So go exchange it or take the money and do something else with it. But every time she, I guarantee you, every time she walks around with that expensive bag, her current husband or man is looking at her with the side eye, like, wait a minute. Because that's a reminder of the, the previous man. But I can understand if, if, if it's an ex, no kids involved, that I understand. Right. I understand my ex giving me whatever and the guy what what would a kid listen here man i'm taking that and i'm putting up in my in my closet and i'm gonna wear it because i deserve it well didn't you deserve it when you all had the kid together when you all were in the relationship now that you're not in a relationship oh you deserve it so let me give you this no -uh, i don't want to give it to the kid give my kid that money that you're giving me give it to the kid giving the kid and me too uh -uh. why do you need money no i said he giving the kid money he giving me a purse he giving me money or why do you need anything now that you guys are not together anymore mm -mm. a nice moderate modest gift is fine and you put all the rest of the money towards the child because it looks like you got some sort of ulterior motive so you knew i was gonna say that whatever <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's a little inappropriate to take such an expensive gift from an ex, you know, when you're with someone new. So friends, we want to know what you guys think about this question that Ms. Reese is saying, because we all know that Reese is going to take that gift, <laughs> that expensive 
<laughs> that expensive purse and walk around and flash it in her man's face. And then she's also now going to end up losing her new man or her new husband. I wouldn't flash it in his face. I'd wear it when he's not around. Oh, what? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so you're going to hide it in the closet and you're going to use it when he's not around. <laughs> Or put it in another bag, and then when I hit on the in the car, then I bring on the shadow. <laughs> oh, we want to know what you guys think. Hey, Rolanda, Miss Vontaire, remember? Oh, say that. Miss Vontaire. Hi, Rolanda Vontaire. How are you, my dear? Thanks for joining us. Rolanda, let me know what you think. Bag <laughs> or no bag? <laughs> That's the question. That's the question, right, Reese? And and our upcoming guest, I'm going to ask him this. I'm going to ask from a man's point of view what they what he thinks. But we want it from a man's point of view, and I'm going to draw him in this. You're going to drag him into this discussion. You're going to make him talk whether he likes it or not. If he likes it or not, he is going to have to ask. <laughs> Oh yes, yes. You're gonna keep the bag. Um, I don't think I would keep the bag to be honest with you, because I don't want any problems in my current relationship, which I know it's it's gonna cause a problem. And every time I use this bag, and then if I have to hide and use the bag, that's too much stress for me. I can't be bothered. Oh my God, if you hear them. Let me put it. I gotta put this bag with this bag. I know I'm gonna have to hide this bag. And if I, if I end up, he ends up somehow being somewhere where I am, and I didn't think he was gonna be there, and I have this bag. Oh, oh, that would give me too much stress. What they need to do is co-parent, be friends. Is a thing now. You understand? So he wouldn't feel that way. You understand? Also, the previous, the father of your ex should be friends with your current partner. Together raising this child. We should all, don't you see that there's a lot of that going on? Which man do you know is going to be happy with? So ask, ask, um, what's his face? Ask Kanye, how does he feel about another man raising his children? Okay. Is he willing to be friends with another man raising his kids? at will smith and his wife and his ex-wife they all come together they all cook they have holidays to get quincy jones have all of his baby mama's kids together they co-parent there's nothing wrong it's all look at um um well i guess if you're married right if you're if you're currently married to your current partner then it's worth it to work together yeah, right because you're married to this person but if you're not yet married nobody wants to work with you you just get that thing the ex is not the, the ex who's the parent of the child is not going to be happy working with you because then what if that relationship doesn't work out and then on to the next one and then you got to make friends with every single one of them so you want to co-parent like if you should be you have your daughter you should be what you know in that situation or you meet a guy and you're in that situation, you want to co-parent, like be friends with the-, the, the I don't know about being friends, but I would try to be peaceful. I try to be peaceable with 
with that person for the sake of my child. He's at her and 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 Swift Beats ex-wife, they're friends. They all in the I don't know about the whole friends thing. That way, but they but I would be peaceable and make it a peaceful could be communication process. And the baby mama would be BFF. Like, you on. know, and I don't know about the BFF, <laughs> the whole BFF thing. It's like, really? Nothing wrong with that. It's for the sake of the child and the child will see us getting Yeah, a peaceful communication. We don't have to be BFFs. What is wrong with the world? Oh, I'm telling you. Hey, Leela. We all just get along. Leela is joining us, Reese. Say hi to Leela. You remember Leela? What's that? I can't see. Yeah, yeah. That's, hi, Leela. That's a Miramont girl. Yes, that's right. Hey, Leela. Welcome. Yes. Yep. Leela look younger than me and you. I'm telling you. Sure. <laughs> I saw her picture. She looks fabulous. Give me some of that water, Leela. I know, right? Whatever she's drinking, I want some. Pass it along. Yes. Pass it on. Yes. Bring up your microphone a little bit, um, Reese. Can you raise it up? This is no, I can't raise it up. Sit it up on top of a book or something or on top of a I'm good. Go, right go, go get the chimney or something and put it up on top. <laughs> if y'all can't hear me, get some hearing aid because I it book is to the maximum. Raise it up, raise it up. Put it on top of a book. Do you have one of those? <laughs> Didn't you just go? <laughs> that's right that's for you messing with me oh, do i have a you know i'll get you back <laughs> a good one. that was a good one you know i'm gonna get you back they're gonna do me bad they're doing me bad it's all good it's all good it's all good so today hold on wait a minute Yep, so that was our little um our wow moment for today. So just to make sure everybody knows who we are, Reese, what about our tag girl? Please tell them who we are because I don't know who we are at this point. Do the tag. Do our tag so everybody knows who we are and who they're checking out and want to make sure that they come back with us. You're listening to the Let's Connect show with Carolyn Reese right here on My Turn Radio. That's right, everybody. We just have to remind you. Yes, we have. You have to remind them. them they already know. But knowing you, you love these tags. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And who's our sponsor today, Reese? Sponsor today is. Stay cool air, Mr. Steven. With if you have any in people in um, for our listeners in South Florida, you can link Mr. Steven. Oh, you can link Mr. Steven at Stay Cool, and he will definitely get you up and running. All right. And Steven's number is 954. 822. What a number? <laughs> 4784. That's 954 822 4784. 
four. That's right. <clears throat> so summertime is coming up and we're about to have actually, but this is in the Florida area. So you guys are pretty much warm right now, right? What, what's the temperature around? Degrees yesterday where I was. How much? 90. 90 degrees. Wow. Yes, where I was. Oh my goodness. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, see, I don't know about that. We are, what are we today? And this is pretty warm. And for everybody who's not, um, is who's new to listening to us, I'm in the New York, New Jersey area. Reese is in the Florida area. So we are spread out. And in the Florida area, Reese is experiencing a balmy 90 degree temperature. We, we are here in the New York region. We're experiencing a balmy and warm 68 degrees right now. Yeah, it's too hot outside, man. But for the past few days, it was even colder. Oh. Last night, I was underneath some big heavy blankets because it was freezing. They had to turn the heat on and everything. You know, I love my comforter. It could be whatever. As long as I'm under my comforter, I'm good. I don't know why Floridians use comforters. Well, the AC, that's why. So it's the it's the AC, but then why do you blast the AC if you're just gonna turn around and use a comforter? Idea, blast the AC so you can go under the hello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess. Yes. I guess. Okay, dokie. So we have. Hold on. Before Miss Carol fire me. You know it. It's now time for our topic of the day. I want to get fired. All right. So what's our topic of the day, Reese? You're the one that always introduces the topics. Don't change anything. I don't like change. <laughs> okay. All right. Well said. So today, everybody, thank you for joining us. And we are going to be talking about a journey into miscarriages leading to surrogacy. And we are so excited today because we have some amazing guests today to talk about this very, very, very important topic. And if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. If you, if you can relate to this topic, welcome. Even if you can't relate, but you want to learn something, welcome. And as I love to say, go grab a notebook, grab a pen, or grab some paper or something, because we're going to learn something today, because we love to give out that information. And um, we want to lend our ear and some empathy to this amazing couple whose story was published in the New York Times about their journey, the same journey of multiple miscarriages, um, leading to the path of surrogacy. And we're going to chat about that a little bit more. And we're going to hear from the couple, you know, what they're experiencing and why they chose the path of surrogacy. And if you don't know, everybody hop on the lines, hop on, hop on our live on Facebook, hop on our radio station um, and send us your questions, okay? Because we'll be, I'm sure... Um, we'll be chatting about it and we'll be happy to ask your questions as we dig a little bit deeper into um, talking. And like we always say on this show, there's no judgment, right? There's no judgment on this show. So we're going to talk about that and be sympathetic and kind. But before we get there, 
let me this is family right here hey antonio that's my fam right there all right hello ladies hello hello hi and before we even get into that you know i gotta drag you into my little tea before we get into the business you know reese so i don't know if you was hearing about expensive gifts to x oh no yes. you're in for it antonio oh i wasn't prepared for this <laughs> <laughs> so from a man's point of view what is your thought on that my thought on that it's it's much different now that that i'm a mature married man um i think when i was maybe a little bit less mature and in a you know single relationship or situationships i would have had a different answer but as as a married man no you focus on your wife the exes are completely gone and you want to if it's a situation where you have the children i would focus on the children and not on anything that's associated with the ex on an emotional or financial level unless necessary you're not my friend anymore you see that <laughs> you see that antonio me and you we're here we're here that's yes, right you have to move on you have to move on that's right. See, Reese, just all she's thinking about is this expensive purse, right? No, Reese, we're going to get you a Chanel bag. We're going to make that happen. <laughs> Every week on this show, she talks about her Michael Kors and this and that. <laughs> we better get a sponsorship from Michael Kors on this show. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> Every week. So, Reese, see, I told you, girl. I really thought that Antonio was going to be on my side. But you know, I agree with Reese on every single thing except, except for, for this. this. <laughs> <laughs> except for this. And that's coming from a man who is married and he understands the issues in a relationship. Okay. Because if you want to protect your relation, your current situation, I don't need that old situation that's been over with and done and gone. And, you know, no. That's going to be causing problems in your current situation. Why do you need that? The moment exactly. Right Antonio has really, really, really changed. <laughs> Girl, I still wait. love you, Reese. I still love you. Exactly. Exactly. You'll be all right, Reese. So, Antonio, welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you again. You've been with us before and we chatted before. But now that you're back, and I'm so glad that you are with us, and for all of our listeners, her fo our folks who are joining us, um, this is Antonio, and Antonio is going to share his journey with us, his journey with his wife, so Antonio and Marilyn, and I know, Antonio, that you your story was recently published in the New York Times. And it talks about your journey, you and Marilyn's journey into the miscarriages, as well as the surrogacy journey. So if you don't mind, um, can you take us into that? Walk us through your journey. What started you off um, in the first place into even considering? But before we get to the surrogacy, how did it, how did you even get there? Okay, so... I'll, I'll start, I'll, I'll jump around a little bit. I, I, I think it's important to kind of talk about um, how we got involved with the New York Times. It's, it's not a normal scenario. We're, we're pretty just normal folks that don't really, we're not really in the spotlight like that. Mm -hmm. So the, the reason why they reached out is because we are 
uh, part of a surrogacy program where we're using a surrogacy company that's US based, but they function out of Ukraine. Um, they have a full staff and they have all the connections and uh, a very detailed process. They, they've had many success stories, extremely good reviews, and it's out of Ukraine. So as my wife, who's a nurse, so she does a little bit more you know, research when it comes to anything medical, especially when it comes to our life. And um, upon reviewing all of the details and other companies, she felt this was the best move. And uh, our, we have a surrogate that's there in the Ukraine that recently became pregnant. And during that process, when she found out that she had a positive pregnant, she had a positive pregnancy test, then the war happened. Okay, and, so before you go into that, right? Because yeah. that is so interesting. Yeah. And as, as I was reading it, I was glued, honestly, oh, yeah. to the story because mm -hmm. it is such a gripping story. And I don't mm -hmm. want our listeners to miss some of what you're going to share with us. But okay. before we get to that point, right? Because mm -hmm. um, we know that a lot of times from some of the information, and I'm not a medical expert, you know, yes. so I'm not a doctor or a nurse, et cetera, like your wife is, but I do know that infertility usually leads to, you know, you ultimately, or a lot of couples ultimately making that decision, right? Yes. Surrogacy. So can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about um, the infertility journey that okay. you guys experienced? So, yeah, so I start off from the beginning. Um, so my wife and I, we found out that we were pregnant, um, you know, shortly after getting together. Um, and at, at that point, you know, we wanted to do things the right way. So, you know, we started living together and we were preparing to, you know, preparing for our journey together and start a family, get married, so on and so forth. But then uh, about six or seven weeks into the pregnancy, um, we found out that she would have to go through um, a DNC, which was essentially them taking out the, the remains of the baby. And uh, that's something that was really brand new to me. I don't think any of my friends have, have really gone through something like that. And if they did, they probably weren't very you know, open about it. It's a pretty tough topic. And at, at that point, we were motivated to figure out, okay, what went wrong and then give it a try, give it a second try. And, you know, fast forward, you know, we, we saw different specialists, whether they, they were specialists here locally. She even went and saw an embryologist, which is one of the best in the country. And in Detroit, uh, we literally saw the, the best folks as far as um, IVF treatments here in South Florida as well. And it just kept on repeating. So it, from one miscarriage to two to three to four, and then eventually uh, we just, you know, each time it would, it would dig away at us even more. We would lose parts of ourselves, our personality. And my, my job obviously is to protect my wife and to provide support because I can't even imagine what she's going through. She's the one that's going through the physical aspects of it. So uh, I'm just there trying to be her, her safety net, to, to be that extra level of support whenever she gets low. And, you know, throughout all the miscarriages, you know, she was low, I was low and we had nowhere to turn. Right. And that's when we, after the ninth miscarriage, and she said, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. She's like, my body can't go through this anymore. Emotionally, I'm a wreck. We, we both went on medication, whether it was, you know, antidepressant meds and, and this type of thing kind of filters through every aspect of your life. So it kind of 
a frayed relationship with friends and family. And it, it was yeah. really a, a dark place for us. So um, when she decided that she was no longer going to put her body through that turmoil, then she did the research and that's when she found the company. It's called Delivering Dreams. And uh, they're based out of New Jersey. The owner of the company, she actually went through um, an adoption agency and she started off working in Russia early in her career in real estate. But she realized that Ukraine had a, a, a booming market for, for surrogacy. And then she started her company where she works closely with the Ukrainians. And a lot of the folks come from all over the world. I, um, we don't, we're not very close with the intended parents, but we know that there were some from Denmark that came the week after we left. And there were some from, from UK, Canada, US. So they come from all over Europe and the US to you know, find different ways to start their families. So yeah. and that's how we ended up reaching that decision. But I, a lot of people, they say, oh, adoption, things of that nature. But my wife and I were, were adamant that we want it to be our genes. We want it to still be our child. Granted, there are many beautiful children that need to be adopted, but we, we still want it to be someone that has our genes. We just need someone to assist us with getting the baby to term. So that's important. I wanted to chat about that a little bit before we um, go on into a, a little bit further. And I want to highlight something that I want to repeat, not highlight really. I want to repeat yes. something that you just mentioned, because for a lot of our listeners who are listening, I would like for you guys to hear this. What Antonio mentioned was that him and his wife had nine miscarriages. You know, so in case you all didn't hear that, you know, I want you guys out there, other people are struggling with this. They had nine miscarriages and it was difficult. And as you said, and I saw the story um, also in um, the New York Times where we talked about the mental toll that it took on you guys, right? And not to mention your wife's body, it's ravaging. A lot of people, they say, oh, adoption, things of that nature, but my wife and I were adamant that on you guys right okay. I, a lot of people sorry sorry about that sorry about it looks like there was a little so yes i, I want to clarify i was a reproductive immunologist that we saw in detroit but mm -hmm. the, the just to carol just to, to talk about your point again this is something that we i could never imagine the the toll this would take on us yeah each time that she had a miscarriage it, it wasn't just we say it now because of the of the the volume, the, the amount of miscarriages. But each time you still go through that same process of you know you're trying and then you get the positive test and you're excited and then you automatically think it's gonna be your baby because everybody else has babies without even blinking, right. for the most part, you know. Right. So when you go when you go through this this when you go and you know you're you're seeing the doctor with the ultrasound and then. It goes from their routine. Oh yes, everything is good with the baby. To, you know, they take that that deep sigh, and you know this is what's happening again. And then you just you you, you just you, it's like you're falling off a mountain over and over and over again, and you're trying to build yourself back up. And each time it happens, you you're losing. A, it's a life. It's not. It's not just you know the because it's not a full term baby. It's it's still something that you view as a life like we pick out names you know we start to talk start to plan like you know gender reveals and everything else so it, yeah. it's it really 
it really just just destroys us each time. So to have that happen nine times, and this is just me as the you know as her partner, as her spouse, to to imagine the the pain, the level of pain that she had to go through each time. I I I really it was unfathomable, and and that's why now that we're in a good place, we we think it's important to share this because other folks can be going through the same thing. Yeah. And if we would have had an outlet, we would have had some people that said, you know what, we went through this. And just yeah. a, just a simple conversation, just a, a few words of encouragement that would have Absolutely. helped us. So that's that's why we're here now to try to help others. Absolutely. And that's I'm so glad that you're open enough to talk about this, um, Antonio, because a lot of people are not. And like you said, if they can hear someone else talk about it, you know, a lot of times there is a stigma or a shame that's attached yes. to this, especially, you know, for a lot of us in the black and brown communities, oh, yeah. you know, we feel like we're so ashamed. We don't want anybody to know. And I personally have friends. I know people who've gone through this as well. Oh, wow. And it was mm -hmm. devastating. I even know some folks who um, they got to five months of pregnancy. Mm. You know, can you imagine that? Five Almost months. there. Almost so close. So far away. So close. And they were devastated. Let oh, me yeah. tell you, it's it's a devastating blow. And then and then you're grieving, right? Oh, yeah. What was that part like for you guys? The grieving? Well, I, I will say that the grieving. It was different at with each loss. Yeah, because the for me personally, and my wife will probably you know, be able to speak to this better, but for me personally, with each loss, you felt more um, helpless. It was not just a, a loss of a baby, it was a, a loss of dreams, it was a loss of everything that you worked so hard, hard for. It was, it was like you mentioned, it was shame because everybody else was able to have it. It, yep. it started to, to filter into, you know, something that as beautiful as baby showers was the, such a negative connotation that, you, you know, you didn't want to go to baby showers. You, you want to celebrate your, you know, birthdays of your friends, younger kids, but then it, it, it would hurt and it would, it would trigger certain things because my wife, these things triggered her to the point where I had to also feel that trigger as well. And I had to manage my emotions based on making sure that I keep her away from having any additional hurt on top of the hurt that you know she was feeling from all of these miscarriages so each one was different and it just got worse and worse and just dug a deeper and deeper hole to the point where we had to get therapy and had to start you know getting some medication for depression and you know helping with the mental health aspect absolutely and i did so glad that you pointed that out because i wanted us to address that um, so folks who may not be directly affected by this can understand that aspect of it as well. And that's what grief is, everybody. Not to mention the expenses that you guys must have endured to do this nine times too, right? One oh, of yeah. the things I read about also is um, that for like infertility, it affects both, it could affect both mm -hmm. men and women. But, you know, traditionally, whenever there is infertility or something, or if the couple can't conceive, everyone says, oh, it's the woman's fault. Mm -hmm. you know, she must be, you know, us being from Jamaica yeah. and stuff from the Caribbean, they say, oh, you're barren. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. You know, 
that kind of stuff. I don't know what your specific story is. And, you know, I don't, if you're not comfortable talking about that, it's up to you. But I want the listeners to understand that, you know, first to understand that, go see a specialist, right? You would know that better than I do. Go see a specialist, talk to somebody, because I think there's a lot more involved in terms of, you know, looking at your menstrual cycle, looking at the male partner as well, testing the sperm count and all of that involved in it right because it could be on the husband's side and not just the wife's side too right yes so it it, it does vary there, there are many different circumstances what i will say and which was shocking to me in the beginning of the process is that these these folks as you mentioned it was it was very costly and i mean we, we do okay yeah. you know we're, we're hard workers but um you know, when you're adding these type of expenses on your normal expenses, it's it's pretty debilitating. It really takes you to a whole other level as far as financial commitment, yeah. right? Yeah. It was shocking to me and it was extremely disappointing to me to know that we were going to these specialists that would tout their education, their fellowships, their degrees, mm. their mm. experience. And then once they weren't able to identify the problem, they would still take your money and then say, okay, have a good day, right? So there's a certain level when it comes to reproducing where the, the research, the knowledge base, the solutions, there's basically none. And we reached that point. So once we had like maybe three or four miscarriages, that's when we realized that none of the specialists were able to help us. Oh, wow. Okay. But they were still willing to take our money and say, hey, sorry about that. See you later you know, and go and enjoy a nice steak dinner on us, you know? Mm. So that was my biggest problem is that the, the healthcare system is not really designed to support miscarriages or infertility problems after a certain point. Interesting. So what, what advice would you give real quickly to someone else who is doing that over and over and yeah. constantly giving their money to someone? What would you tell yeah. them to do? Well, in, in hindsight, the first thing I would say is I would say to um, find an attorney that focuses on, you know, reproductive law when it comes to medical treatment. Um, that way, you know, the doctor doesn't just do the normal routine, but they will also have some type of contract that they will sign with that will show responsibility as well. Gosh. That's the one thing. Um, the other thing is I, I think that you should cast the wide net and explore all options from the beginning because we were slowly doing like a workup. So we're like, okay, so it's not happening now, let's, let's add this. Okay, this isn't working, let's add this. But you should lay everything out, all the different options, you know, adoption, surrogacy, IVF, IUI, lay everything out and work with your partner to determine what the best course of action will be, you know, financial commitment, you know, what type of results you're seeing out there. Speak to other folks that have gone through something similar, not just the physicians, but sometimes the people that have gone through this, they're the ones that are really going to help you too. So that, that's, that would be my advice to folks that are starting to see that maybe the route to starting a family is not going to be that traditional route that everybody else experiences. I'm so glad you said that. Maybe, and I'm gonna repeat, I'm gonna repeat what you just said. Maybe the route to starting a family is not the traditional route that many people take. But does that mean it's wrong? Absolutely not, right? It's not wrong. There are other alternatives to starting that family and you just have to learn, because like you mentioned adoption, there is also surrogacy. So there are other means and you have to sit with your husband or your partner and really 
lay it out. Think about the cost. Think about the mental toll that it will take on the family and everything. So, and Carol, you, you mentioned a, a really good point, which is one of the main reasons why I wanted to, to join. Um, I, I love the show, obviously. I, I listen to you guys all the time. I've learned great things, whether it's from relationships or the one time you had a financial advisor on that I learned a lot from. And you guys touch on, you know, fun topics as well. So current events. So I, I, I love the show and I love the platform. Um, when it comes to this, this specific topic, I don't know how how well-versed our community is when it comes to this. And granted, it's not just the Caribbean community or the Black community. I know you, you have a much wider base. But for us, you know, being, you know, Caribbean, yeah, our, our community, they, they didn't know how to handle it. They didn't know how to offer support during this. And then that took away from our experience as well. So I, it's, that's why it's, it's good to talk about this. And something as simple as if you have friends or family going through this, something as simple as just reaching out saying, hey, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think that you might be going through something when it comes to this. If that's the case, I'm letting you know that I'm here for you. And if there's anything you need to talk about, please reach out to me. Something as simple as that. But instead, it's more kind of like a, there's more apathy. It's like, oh, you know what? We went through this, you know, yes, you know, a, a month ago, it's been really rough on us. Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So how about those dolphins? Yes. <laughs> you watch the Beatemon concert. Yeah. <laughs> So and they just move like, on. Like, so showing the genuine, genuine sympathy towards it or empathy towards the situation goes a long way with family and friends. But listen, True. You can't hear me. You can't hear okay, me. go yes, ahead. Yes, we hear you, Reese. Real quick. Um, my mom, well, her mom, they didn't do sargassum back then. But my mm -hmm. grandmother, I think it was her cousin or something, they couldn't have children. Mm -hmm. My grandmother had a eight kids and she actually gave my wow. to that couple because they couldn't have kids oh wow yes. did you say they gave what racing um they gave a child to the couple yeah to, they were oh wow did they give okay so let's break this down did they give their child to the couple or they were a surrogate oh my grandmother wasn't a surrogate okay so she just gave one of her kids to one of her kids which it was my mom to this couple that could not have children and she ended up with them okay and see what antonio is talking about right now too if we were more knowledgeable right if this community or this is more widely known in our communities um, about even surrogacy maybe that would have been an option for rather than just taking you know her family's child maybe she could have had her own child like you guys and antonio you really wanted your child yeah. you know and if that's a possibility maybe that could have worked with this family member as well and it would be their child so with that right i want to quickly mention something so we were talking about this before surrogacy or infertility let's say is a very 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 common thing and like you said just now a lot of people don't even talk about it you know, yes. but we have this platform and thank you for really loving our show and loving the content that we bring. And this is the reason why we bring this, right? Because a lot of folks in our communities don't talk about this stuff or they don't know. So we like to touch on all the topics that, hey, listen, if you don't know, we're going to tell you about it. 
and we're going to keep talking about it so yes. that you understand that there is no shame. You don't have to hide. You don't have to sweep stuff under the rug because so many of us are dealing with it. And you can reach out for advice or help. And if we can help, like we're not clinical experts, but we can help you get some of the information that you need to start you on your way to where you need to go, right? Yes. So about 9% in terms of infertility, right? About 9% of men and 11% of women of reproductive age in the US are actually experiencing infertility, you know, infertility problems. So this is a wide range, everybody. So don't feel like you're alone if you're experiencing this. That is a big number. And um, there is a, an Instagram site, a page that really was, um, started to follow us and look at the information that we're printing and they're dedicated to infertility and it's called their handle is at rebalance fertility so if you guys want some information from them at rebalance fertility on instagram um i got some statistics from them and one third of infertile couples are dealing with this and in that, like I mentioned before, the problem may be with the husband, the male, one third of infertile couples, one third, the problem can, can't be identified. So you just don't know, you're not sure. So you really have to check. It's very, very common. And basically a quarter of our friends today have lost a baby. Now that's another thing that a lot of people don't talk about. So if they've yeah. lost a child, they're not telling anybody, they're hiding it. It's a big secret, right? Because it's a shame. Mm -hmm. that they're not going to talk about. I'm sorry, Reese, were you trying to say something? I've been trying to say something. <laughs> but your mic is so low, so it's really hard for us to hear you sometimes. Anyway, I don't know if I missed it, Antonia. Maybe I did because I was just so mm -hmm. wet. But is, is there a particular reason why you didn't choose a U.S.? Mm -hmm. that's, that's a good question. That's, that's the question everybody asks, right? So... When it comes to this process for, for Marilyn and I, when we realized that, you know, we were going to have to figure out a way and be creative with this, we, we wanted to, to make this experience our own. So the first thing is we love to travel. And upon doing the research, she found out that the company that we're using, De Delivering Dreams, that they had extremely strong reviews. The owner of the company has gone through uh, infertility on her own and she's passionate about it it's not you no know, a way for her to make money it's a way for her to help others because she received help early in, in her life and so we, we had a connection with them upon you know interviewing with them and you know learning about the process we had an attachment because keep in mind every physician every person that we talked to beforehand it was all transactional they just wanted our money this company, they were focused on figuring out exactly what we've gone through and putting a plan together to make sure that we're able to achieve our goals, to essentially deliver our dream, right? So that's why. Now, the other aspect, surrogacy in the US, it's much more expensive. It's like 120 to up to 200K. And most of that, it's lawyer fees. So um, this, in, in the Ukraine, because of the volume that they do and because it's highly regulated and because it's more common, uh, it was it was much less than that. And that's part of the reason to the financial aspect. And then her and I, the reason why I was on the show before was because of, you know, travel. You know, we love to travel. We've, we've been to 19 countries so far. That's our thing. That's, you know, every, with each miscarriage, you'd catch us on a flight because we had to figure out a way to drown it out. 
So, you know, to be able to to add our love of travel on top of, you know, our journey to have our child, we, we had a great time in the Ukraine. You know, it, it was it was amazing. It was one of our probably top four countries that we visited. The people were extremely nice. The, the surrogacy company, they had everything really detailed from the point where, you know, they put us up in um in a really nice apartment for um, a, it was like a month and a half, maybe two months. And uh, we, we did a lot of tourist stuff in the downtime. I was working remotely, but did a lot of tourist stuff in the downtime. So it was a great experience overall. And then they also have very favorable surrogacy laws. Uh, so it works in the favor of not only the intended parents, but also the surrogates to make sure that they aren't being taken advantage of or being paid too little. Um, in the article, it talks about how a surrogate there, the amount of money that they make is almost two times what a teacher makes in an entire year. And that's just for their time of, of carrying the baby. So it really helps them to improve the quality of life for themselves and their families. So right. that was, so those are the reasons why, many reasons. But it, it, and, and even now, the people are saying, why didn't you try it in the U.S.? We're, we're still happy with our decision. Right. I, I don't blame you. Like you mentioned, and I'm just going to reiterate real quickly for those who may not be aware and might be thinking of doing the same in the U.S. If you're trying to do surrogacy, um, it the cost, like you said, is between one hundred and two hundred thousand dollars. It's costly. Yeah. But in the Ukraine, if you're going, it's like 40 and 50 thousand. It costs. Um, yes. Israel is another one that I saw in the article is $75,000 there, but mm -hmm. the Ukraine has more favorable laws towards the parents and the laws are more um, outlined. Yes. You know. for, for, for instance, now, now that our surrogate is in, is in Poland, if she were to have the baby in Poland, Maryland would not be able to be listed on the birth certificate. She would have to adopt the, the baby. Right. Ukraine, we're both able to be listed. So they have, as, that's when you say very favorable laws, it, you know, just so you know what that meant to us specifically. Yes. It's that we're able to go and get our baby and then we just have to do some of the paperwork and then we can leave. It's not going to be you can leave uh, any extra your child. Through. Exactly. Yes. You know, I'm so glad that you clarified that because the article is really good and very detailed to talk about that. Um, but not in other places. And I want to hear a little bit about that too, because you chose a company in Ukraine. And of course, like you said, um, you guys travel a lot. So you were able to research and you know a little bit about that because of your travel. Um, yes. You picked a company, they're in the Ukraine. They found someone, a surrogate in the Ukraine. Um, however, I, your story was so sad. As I oh, yeah. was reading through it, I want you to take our listeners a little bit through some of the sadness. You you got a surrogate, and the surrogate got was able to conceive with the pregnancy, but then later something happened. She miscarried. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man. So we were really excited because the the process was so detailed and and just everything from the the moment that we, we got to the airport in, in Kiev and they met us, they gave us flowers, well, they gave Maryland flowers, you know, and it, it was a very warm type of feeling, a feeling that we've never had from our family, friends, physicians, specialists, no one. And then they brought us to the apartment and, you know, it was, it, it just felt right, like it was the right decision. Now, we go through the process where it's like each day you're, you're going to the, the uh, medical office, which is a state-of-the-art 
you know, office building into, you know, highest technology. They, they have folks that are bilingual. So it, it was, it was, that was a great experience, but you know, you have to go there daily to the different aspects of testing, the whatever it is. I, I don't like to into the technical aspects of it right. for obvious reasons, but you're there daily, you know, for about at least three days per week for the four or five weeks. Now, once we finished all of that, all the tests were good. And then, you know, they give you a profile of all the different possible surrogates. So all the different people that meet the minimum qualifications. And then you learn more about them personally, whether they have kids already, their family, their background, their profession. So we read all the profiles, then you select one. So the, the first one that we selected, you know, we were very close to her and it, it was, we thought it was going to work, but then she started having some issues. And for different reasons, we weren't able to move forward with her, but we already had that emotional connection. Then the next person we started again. So we start to build this emotional connection from the person we chose from the profile. And then this time she was able to, to get pregnant. And, and then literally the same exact time frame where every single miscarriage occurred, she miscarried like around nine weeks. All of, all of ours were between six wow. and 10. So then we're, so, so, so now we're, we're like, oh my God. So what's, what's, what's really going on? It was so, so in, in that particular case, I think they were afraid that something's going to happen, but her body didn't respond well. So they had to terminate the pregnancy to save her life. Wow. But it was still within that same time frame. And, um, and then once we, you know, my wife said, you know what, let's, let's give it a try again. Because she, as I said, she really believed in the company and the fact that they really wanted to help us to achieve our dream. And she, uh, we found another person and you know, she got pregnant. Well, let me, this is a, this is actually the, the important part. This is the part that was in the New York Times, not that we're at this juncture. So she gets pregnant. But prior to that, we tell them, you know, there's a lot of talk about Russia invading Ukraine. The U.S. intelligence, they're, they're very specific and they, they sound very sure that this is going to happen at some point. But if you remember everyone in Ukraine, they weren't taking it seriously. Yes. And when we were there, you, you see different things as far as how strong that Soviet presence is. Although it's been 30 years since they've been independent, that Soviet presence is very strong. Tanks on the corner. And then, you know, if you talk to them, they're very stoic people because the, the fighting never stopped. Basically, they were still fighting on the eastern side of the country. But they were, they were trying to gravitate towards a more westernized type of living. So we got a, 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 a like a gist of it, but once we started hearing the U.S. say they're going to invade, we said, you know what, they're probably going to invade. So we said, as soon as we get a positive pregnancy test, we want our surrogate to go to a safer part of the country. They said, yes, once, once that happens, and then she gets a positive pregnancy test, and two days later, they invade. And I read that. No one can, no one can move anywhere because it's, they, were, they were coming for Kiev. They were coming for the capital. So she was very close to the capital. So she couldn't leave, the roads were blocked. It was just a nightmare. And then we said, okay, so we, we want her to move as soon as there's a chance. So it was, and the story details exactly the ordeal that it took for her to, you know, what would, a, what would be like a four hour trip was almost like a 24 hour trip with her and her young daughter. So yeah. the story goes into those details, but that's what happened. And it, we're very happy to say right now, that and this is why we're able to be more comfortable and more open about this topic because we're in a great place she okay. she um went to Lviv which is on the western side which is much safer 
And then we said, you know, let's still get her to somewhere where the Russia, we, we know Russia won't attack. So it went to NATO territory in Poland. So now she's in Krakow, Poland with her daughter. She's very happy. Uh, we're, we're, we're meeting with them on Thursday, you know, via Zoom. And um, the, the pregnancy is going extremely well. It's the first time we've gotten past it, the first trimester. So the, the story is that despite all the challenges that we face, the strength of my wife, the strength, resilience, determination of my wife, you know, we're, we're able to be at this juncture now where, you know, ho hopefully it gets to that point. But to be here, to, just to be out of the first trimester, it's such a it's such a huge win. And we're finally feeling like we're out of the darkness. We want to share this with others to help them, to educate them. And, you know, just we're, we're a strong community, you know, but we're a prideful community. So let's all come together and and, you know, coalesce and bring this love to anybody that's going through something similar. I'm so glad that you did that. So what really made you want to share your story right now with with everyone? I. I saw how this impacted my wife. She became a completely different person. She was always like jovial, outgoing, fun, life of the party. And, and that's, you know, we both have that kind of personality. And this, this, this completely changed her. I didn't know who she was anymore. Um, there were no solutions that, that we could find to, to dig her out of that hole. And she just kept on, you know, becoming more and more isolated. And, and there was nobody to help us, nobody to get us through this, the most challenging time of our lives and now that we're at in this space where she's happy and she's getting back to normal and you know we're celebrating these these major wins you know i i, I want the world to see how much how beautiful it is to have a partner that is able to just be the the foundation of our future family and just being in her shadow and offering support to see her reach to this point. I want the world to know that my wife is the bomb, man. I want everybody to know that. Cause it's been really challenging and she turned this thing around and it's amazing. And she's gonna help. I told her many times before I said, you know what? We're gonna get through this and you're gonna tell your story. You're gonna help thousands of people. So that's why. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I love you guys for coming, agreeing and sharing your story with everybody else, because this is such a big topic. Now, how far along is your baby now? We're like in like 15 weeks now. Okay. So we were hoping that, you know, end of October, you know, that next time we send you guys a message, you can send yes. you a picture of a, you a little baby. You have to keep us updated. <laughs> we cannot yeah. wait because we're going to share <laughs> this good news with everyone. It yeah, is so. wonderful. I'm, I'm so happy yeah. for you guys. I'm well, really so thank happy you. for you. And, you know, we're going to post the link um, for yeah, all of sure. our readers as well, our listeners rather. <laughs> to go and check out the story because it's a really gripping story to talk about, you know, you go after all of this, you went all the way to the Ukraine. And as soon as you found that mother, that surrogate to, mm -hmm. to, to take your child and it's like, boom, two days later, the war broke out. I mean, after yeah. everything that you guys have been through, I read the toll that it was taken on your wife, Marilyn. Oh, it's yeah. like, I read that and honestly, it's so funny because as I sat there and I was reading, I saw her, you know, as a mother oh, yeah. myself, I saw Beautiful. her, I felt what she was feeling and I wanted yeah. to just embrace her because that is tough. I was like, oh my gosh, she must be so devastated. And it talks about 
what she went through as she was at work in the hospital and how she yeah. was, she could not go back to work because she can't focus, she can't concentrate. And at every corner, it's it's like something was trying to tear her down. And that's yeah. so difficult, you know, mm -hmm. to have to deal with. And Antonio, you are such a rock. No, I'm not. I'm just, I just follow her lead. That's it. You know, to, to really be her rock, to support her. And I know she's not here right now. She's listening, but <laughs> <laughs> I know she's listening because she's a woman too. She's going to be listening like, you better not say this. <laughs> but I want her to know that we admire you for your strength that you're giving to her. Because if you weren't there to really, like you say, follow her lead and support her, you're helping her through even more than you realize. And we're so appreciative um, of you for that. That's tough. Thank you. Thank you. you know? Reese, you were jumping in before. You have nothing to say? Where are you? Are you still with me? You gone? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you're you're on mute, my dear. She's working on her audio. Oh, she's having audio problems. Oh, oh okay. Her thing. Well, all right. She she's gonna get that fixed. We're gonna chat just a little bit more, Antonio, because um, you know, we talked about the emotional toll that it took. Um, and usually for a lot of people, this would be kind of like the last straw to their marriage. Oh, yes. You know, how difficult was that for you guys in your marriage? Man, um, gosh, I, to be honest with you, it, it brought us to the brink many times, many times. We had to figure out different ways to cope with the challenges. Like I said, it, it just filtered through every single thing in the relationship. So it was, it was very tough, but I, my I think it was my sister. I don't remember who it was. My sister said, when it comes to the marriage, make sure that you're always doing nice things for each other. Mm -hmm. So even when we're going through our depression, we're still doing nice things for each other. Even though they didn't, they weren't having a very strong impact because they were being overshadowed by the worst time of our lives. And then the other aspect is that when it comes to marriage, you, you have one job. You can talk right. to, you can do, you can go through love languages. You can go through therapists. You can take medication. You can, you know, go to counsel, whatever. You have one job. Your job is to never give up on your spouse. Absolutely. So no matter what, I was never going to give up on her and she never gives up on me. We always stand by each other. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that. And I'm really asking you these because I oh, want I our listeners to really Absolutely. hear that and to oh, be yes. clear on that and understand the level of support that it takes in a relationship to oh, really yeah. make this one that and understand, yeah. I can't stress that enough right now to make sure that you have a strong foundation is going to yeah. be difficult, is going to be hard and it's going to be a knockdown, dragged out thing. I want to ask you one more thing real quickly. Sure. Um, because you mentioned this before um, about the fact that um, Ukraine's laws are a little bit more favorable to surrogacy, right? Yes. Um, yes. And one of the concerns after the war broke out, I was reading the article and, you know, a lot of these surrogates had to move around for safety because, of course, yes. you're concerned about the health of the surrogate mom. 
and mm -hmm. moving to Poland, which would be a safer area for the surrogate. Now, Poland's laws are a little bit different from what I was reading. You can clarify this for me. Um, yes. And some people might have the concern. And if it's not a concern for you, please just, just set me straight and all of our mm -hmm. listeners. But I want people to understand what is involved in it that you know if there if something happens there their laws are a little bit different and they would recognize the mother the surrogate as the mother of the mm -hmm. child that concerned me a little bit because the surrogate is not the mom right your exactly. dad and your wife is the mom it's you guys embryos that was basically the surrogate is basically kind of like a womb yes what I want to clarify, and this is the reason why we went with this company in the first place, is because yeah. they they have a very detailed plan when it comes to this, and they even have a contingency plan based on on war, which is pretty wow. hard to have a contingency plan when it comes to something as unpredictable as war. But they they have it set where there are three different countries where we would go to for the actual pregnancy, um, in order to make sure that we're not having to you know deal with. The situation where she can't be on the birth certificate so they already have a, a plan a backup plan a backup plan to the backup plan so um you know and and again they've done they've just done such a great job and, and everything is detailed and in such a you know challenging time with the war not being you know no one knows exactly where it's going to take us but they have plans in place so that the intended parents are comfortable the surrogates are comfortable and we're doing our part to to share experiences and, and making sure that we're you know making sure that we're able to reach the you know the finish line when it comes to this and everyone will be happy at the end and i know that initially um you and marilyn your wife didn't really want to develop any type of relationship with the surrogate because you yeah. don't want you know for your ment your own mental health reasons which mm -hmm. i understand you didn't want to get that connection because once your baby is born this is your baby this is your child yeah. and you're like thank you you know, thanks for my baby, and we're gonna go home. <laughs> well, well, no, 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 and, and that's that's where I think that the, the, the article article kind of misconstrued the point okay. that we're trying to make. What we're trying to make is that each time we went through each one of those nine miscarriages, as I mentioned before, it took away more and more of us as individuals, as a couple, just um, emotionally, everything. Yeah. So by the time we had a surrogate, which was supposed to be the fixing the the, the fixer of all of this. And then she had a, she couldn't bring the, the, the pregnancy to term. That's when we said, you know what, to protect my wife, we're going to make sure that we get to a certain stage before we become emotionally invested in this thing. Gotcha. And, and that's why uh, we, we decided to be more transactional now, but now that we're at this point with this surrogate, you know, we're, we're sending her gifts, flowers, we're, you know, seeing pictures daily of her and her daughter and we're, we're meeting with them, you know, virtually. So now we're building that relationship, but before we didn't want to have another situation where we had to deal with that heartbreak once again. Yeah, that is difficult. Did you guys ever go through therapy? Yes, yes, absolutely. We, we've, we've been going through therapy and that's part of the reason why um, it's been helpful. Awesome. Um, one of the reasons I asked that, um, we have an amazing guest also um, with us today, JQ Lee, who has joined us. Hello, my dear. Good evening, everyone. How are Hello. you? I'm doing well, doing well. Great. Grateful to join you all again. Yes, so glad to have you. So we're chatting with Antonio, and I know that you were listening because um, you joined us. 
And you heard um, what Antonio was describing with him and his wife, Marilyn, what they went through, um, what they've been going through, because it's a very difficult process. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and in terms of the therapeutic aspects of um, dealing with infertility? So thank you for the opportunity. I want to thank Andrea for sharing your story and Antonio for you and your wife um, with your transparency. It, she did give me an opportunity to read your article. And um, when you just think about the dynamics of your story, like we're reading it and it's exacerbating. So I can only imagine, you know, actually going through it. And it made me go to an acronym um, and it's the acronym HEAL. H-E-A-L, heal. And it's the breakdown for it is the H is for help, that we would understand that God draws near to the brokenhearted. And we're familiar with that portion of the verse um, from Psalm 34 and 18, but it's the latter verse that I want to park on for a moment. And it says, and saves the crushed in spirit. And when people go through a traumatic event, oftentimes it's almost like you feel like something is sitting on your chest, like you can't breathe. And when we're talking about breath, breath is connected to life. And it's almost like your life is being taken away from you when we go through traumatic events. So it's so important to understand that he's a very present help when we go through challenges. Um, the E is for educate. When we're going through any specific um, trial, it's very important that we educate ourselves in that very area because they're always and oftentimes um, different avenues that we can take. And there are times where people feel like maybe they may feel the traditional way is the only way, you know, or they may not have been open to other ways. And then as you begin to educate yourself more on the topic, you, you made mention of it, Carol, earlier about, you know, close to 10% um, who do have uh, gestational issue or infertility, and that these are very viable options for people. And then the A is adjustments. We have to make begin to make those adjustments. Um, Antonio made mention, and, and I'm just so, you know so grateful for his transparency about the effect that it had on their marriage. When we have these trials and tribulations that come up, it's so vitally important that you make those adjustments as a family, that you keep the lines of communication open. Because when you don't, that gives the enemy a foothold hold to be able to come in and to draw a greater wedge because of what you're going through versus you being more of a united front. So it's, it's very important to make those adjustments. And then finally, the L is for live, that we have to remember, it's, there are times, sometimes you have to press your weight, you know, just like, I, um, you know, there are times when you're so exhausted of a work week, and then you get to Sunday, and you're like, I'm so tired, I don't think I'm going to go to church today. But every time I press my way to church, I never, ever regretted it. So it's always vitally, vitally important that even in the midst of our trials, tribulations, and challenges, that we live and live an abundant life. Absolutely. Um, I think we lost Antonio, unfortunately. Um, so, but we're going to continue to chat in case he hops back on with us um, real quickly. So I can't stress enough how thankful we are to him and his wife Marilyn for their willingness to share their story with us because like we talked about before not many people talk about this you know and in your experience um doing therapy because you are a therapist um and you deal with these issues all the time 
what would you say to someone? Because I know whenever, if you have miscarriages, right, that's a loss and you're going to grieve that loss. And Antonio and Marilyn lost their baby, you know, their pregnancy nine times. And then even while they were dealing with the surrogate, another, uh, again, with the surrogacy. So it, that starts to really weigh on you. And I wish Antonio was here because I wanted to ask him just, you know, some advice from him, tips to other people. But from your therapeutic sense, um, what would you say to folks besides, we, we heard you when you talked about the heel and stuff, but some tips that you would give to folks that come to you and they're looking for that comfort and, you know, advice of how to push on. Yes. And so actually I'm a former therapist, but it's always in the heart. Um, when you are going through, as I said, the multiple challenges, the multiple trials, communication is key. There are times that people will isolate when they're feeling overwhelmed, but it's very important to not feel the need to come to the table or come before people and pretend that you're okay or pretend that you're good when you're really not. And so when you have that nucleus, when you have a core that is in your um, domain where they really are checking in on you, you have to have those safe places. And so when you're going through challenges like that, safe places have to be identified. And right. it, it really does start with that spouse, being able to share with your spouse, listen, you know, I, I trust God. I, I know that things can will work out however they work out, but I'm not in a good space today. And so when you're talking about having safe spaces with those whom you love, you give them permission to just be authentic and be vulnerable. And that's what's really very important because when you think about it, there is this stigma even to today for women not being able to carry children. When we know that there are so many different options out there for people to be able to ultimately do what they want to, which is love a child. And so whatever that vehicle be, be it through the you know, natural traditional, be it through the surrogacy, be it through um, you know, other means of doing it in, in vitro, it's still allowing individuals to have that opportunity, even being with the children in your neighborhood or at your church. So what I would strongly encourage people, as I said, share what's in your heart, have people around you where you can be vulnerable with and be very honest with yourself about where you are. It's, it's more than okay to seek help. Excellent. And Antonio, um, if I could come back to you, thank you for coming back in. We lost you for a minute. <laughs> My phone died. I wasn't prepared for uh, the length of the interview. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, when you come on with us, I can't stop talking. I'm so it's excited. Great, no, I, I think it's good information. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I was so happy that you chatted with us and you were here to talk with us because I think this is so important for us. So, so thank you. And I hope we're not inconveniencing you too much. And, not at all. Um, not at all. Okay, good, good, good. Um, I just wanted a last bit from you, um, you know, just to piggyback off of what JQ Lee just talked about just now in terms of how do you push on? So are there any tips being that you and Marilyn actually went through this? and weathered this really, really difficult storm together. 
for other couples who are thinking about this, and I say couples because in terms of surrogacy, there are a lot of countries who um, that I was also reading in the article as well, who do not support, they only support couples um, who are going through or who are interested in surrogacy. And if you're just a single person, then you'll have to find, there are some countries that will do it like, but you'll have to go somewhere else like Russia, and I think the Czech Republic or something or, or another, I, I forget that, mm -hmm. you know, if you're single um, or so, you'll have to go elsewhere. But for other couples who are looking to do this, what are some of the tips that you would give them in order to weather the storm and the difficulties that they're going to be facing? Well, I, I will say that the, the first thing that, that Marilyn did that was one of our saving graces, um, and she did this behind my back and I was upset at first, but she she got a, a little mini poodle. So the, the dog essentially became our little daughter. And, Aww. you know, it's a very loving and caring dog. And I was never a dog fan. In Jamaica, you know, we, we call them mongrel and all that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So we don't really have that attachment to dogs most of the time. Exactly. But, but, I, but I saw how much the dog helped her emotionally as we were going through those challenges. So that's one. Um, so getting like whatever, like it could be, it could be, uh, you know, a pet. It could be, uh, you know, focusing on a hobby. As I mentioned, every time we, we had a miscarriage, we wait till she healed up. And then we would just go on a trip and just disappear for a week and go somewhere really exotic, somewhere exciting to kind of drown out the challenges. And then, you know, it, it was usually very helpful. And we had a great, you know, experience from that. Um, seeking support, you know, that's key as well. But the support that you seek, um, it, it's going to vary. Um, just like in marriage, marriage only works when you customize it. The support that you seek, you have to customize that as well. So you have to find the right type of therapist that can fully understand what you're going through and not just someone's going to go through the motions or just, you know, spout out whatever they learned in a psychology book. And she, she always told me to, to be kind to yourself. And if you have to step away from, you know, people and situations that make you uncomfortable or give you anxiety, then feel free to do that. Put yourself first. So Absolutely. yeah, those, those, those are the main tips, but the, for, for me, and that's, that's mostly from her point of view, from, from my point of view, as the, the spouse supporting someone going through this, it's just finding new ways to love on them, new ways to just show them that you're going to be there no matter what. And when you, cause I hit my rock bottom and, and I had like a meltdown myself cause I could no longer take the pressure of what was going on. And, and that's when I reached out to, to my mom and my sister and even my little nephew, the guy that I was you know, very close in helping make helping him to become the man that he is today. He's, he's 20, just turned 24, I think 25. But he's when I reached out and said, Unc, you've always looked out for me so much. Now I know you're going through something. I want to be here for you. So having family there to really help to dig you out of that hole as well. So, yeah, that is. Hey, so can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, we hear you loud and clear, Reese. So now I'm back. I got to log in through my phone. <laughs> Welcome Perfect. back, girl. You do what you got to do, girl. Jump in. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. we, hear you, we hear you very, very loud. And very clear. loud. All right, cool. Did you have a question? No, I just wanted oh, to. Oh, you just wanted us to know you're still here. <laughs> 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 you just wanted <laughs> us to know you're back. Is this talk. thing on? I couldn't talk for how long. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you're back, you're not going to say anything. 
No, I'm yeah. listening. I'm listening. <laughs> so I, I will say, but before I go, unless you had any other questions, I'm, I'm happy to stay as long as necessary just to help out whoever needs to hear this. But I, I will say, say Carol, um, I, I appreciate you doing that, the research. Um, uh, the the journalist that we work with in the New York Times, I, I think that you're on that level. And um, she's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, but the way you did your research, the way you put your thoughts together, because this is how we're, you're going to disseminate the, the important points and get it to the right people. So I, I love the fact that you did that. And, and Reese, the fact that you're always, you know, there supporting me and you're part of the reason why I felt comfortable to come on this platform because it normally we would just stay in the silence and, you know, and, and then this wouldn't reach anyone. So if it reaches yeah. one person, then it's a win for everyone. Thank you so much for, thank you so much for reaching out and wanting to share your story on our show. Yes. And, um, you know, we're going to have it on our YouTube channel. We have it on podcasts, you know, so it's going to be out there and it will help someone believe me, it will. Yes, it will definitely help. Antonio, I cannot tell you thank you enough. Yes. I'm so appreciative um, of what you did and you sharing your story. We were so excited when you guys were willing to share your story because people need to hear that. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are too, you know, they're they're afraid to come out. Like I said, people mm-hmm. are afraid of the stigma and, and oh, different yes. imaginary things and, you know, a yeah. lot of stuff in our communities. So just the fact that you were open and honest with us about it we're so thankful so and i had friend, to do justice to your no, story my friend i had had no idea you guys were going through this but see you know yeah. we know it's celebration time when that little you know yes. I call you oh, mr. Yes. Clean. you know my oh, yes, mr. For clean. You, mr clean so <laughs> yes. if miss clean or mr clean we're yes, gonna be yes. partying i'll be right there we're, it's gonna be a joyous celebration yes yes Thank tell you so much. marilyn hello and, and we yeah. are keep no us do. posted because Please. we want to celebrate with you you know you Absolutely. know we love that we want to celebrate with you and we genuinely wish you all the best no fake stuff here like i Thank said you. we want to share the the joy with you and share it with our audience the folks who've tuned in and who are listening right now okay. yes we have a lot of people who are actually listening on the radio and Great. i'm getting those comments as well so yeah Great. yeah awesome okay. thank you so much to everyone out there my my wife once she's ready to you know show her face you know I, i'm hoping that you guys will give her some love too because it takes a lot i'm just trying to be her trying to be her rock right now she can be she can be um comfortable with us as well it's okay but when she's ready you know okay we're gonna exactly. be here when she's ready it's fine exactly it's okay fine. perfect we all right her. Yeah, so i uh, just just one just um one more plug i think it's important for people to know the delivering dreams they've done a great job that's a surrogacy program that we're going through um the other plug is i i think it's important for folks to reach out to you know, like you mentioned, the young lady that was on before, a therapist that can help them through that process. And jump in my DMs. I'm here. Marilyn is here. You know, send some kind words, some well wishes. We could use that from our community and your listeners. And if Where you have any questions, find any you tips, so they can slide into your DMs to wish you well. Oh, well, it's uh, well, um, her DM is Marilyn underscore Inc. INC at Gmail uh, at, at Gmail, which is on Instagram. <laughs> I'm showing my age right now <laughs> at AOL.com. Ooh, <laughs> AOL. But, uh, yeah, you're showing your I, age with that one. Yeah. Exactly. 
And then mine is Tonio underscore H. That's uh, that's on Instagram. So or you can just find us by our names. If you search, if you Google us, you'll you'll see us. And if you Google us, type in my name, Antonio Hanchard or Marilyn Hanchard and surrogate, you'll be able to pull up the article. So okay. uh, and New York Times, obviously. So you'll be able to find it online. It's it's a long read. It's um, it sure but is. It's, oh, it's and such the audio, a long read. the audio is an hour long, fifty-one minutes to be exact. But it's 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 a it's a very well detailed, well written article. It's yes, gotten a lot of great reviews, and yes, um, the harrowing journey for not only us but for the surrogates and you know yeah. the different individuals involved. It's it's um it's beautiful, beautifully written, and hopefully other folks will read it and learn something from it. Absolutely. Now repeat right. that for me for my folks here who uh, yeah. have a pen and paper like myself. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, if you're on Instagram for Marilyn, it's Marilyn and M-A-R-I-L-Y-N. It's spelled, there's no Y in it. It's M-A-R-I-L-Y-N underscore I-N-C. Correct. Okay, that's her handle on Instagram. Your handle on Instagram is at Antonio. No, just Tonio. No, no, and just Tonio underscore H. Tonio underscore. Yes, at Tonio underscore H. Got it. Okay, so that's it, everybody. At Tonio underscore H on Instagram. Now, Antonio, do you have, by any chance, for um, Delivering Dreams? Do you know their yes. website? Same thing, Instagram Delivering Dreams. Delivering Dreams, okay. So for everybody- Delivering Dreams International is the full name. So if you Google it, you'll be able to find it. And it's also on Instagram. Okay, on Instagram. So everybody, you heard it here. You heard it from Antonio. Send your love and support out to Antonio and to Marilyn. Um, just even if all you have to, to send them is an emoji of a heart, yes. they yes. will yes. appreciate that. Okay, because exactly. that's what you got to do today. I'm sorry, so I, I'm sorry I didn't get to ask questions, but I was listening while I was trying to, you know, but yes. it, you know, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm for you guys. and Of course you know day so one I'm day ready. one day one recently yes. day one yep yep i'm ready for that you i was day two i was day two yeah that was day two that was day two <laughs> great great thank you so All much right. Antonio. thank you so much we will thank see you, you again with the good news and give you yes. a big hug from us will do thank you so much All enjoy right. the rest of the day and everyone enjoy the program keep tuning in thanks guys all right jq jq Yes. Hey, me. I wasn't able to, girl. I was bu busy trying to, you know, <laughs> talk. But um, for I don't know. I I was trying to listen to what you were saying. But for have you dealt with people that were that were going through this kind of situation? Because it just listening to his story is heart wrenching. Like nine miscarriages. How do you get over that? You know, what do you tell somebody that's going through that emotional roller coaster? Like, you know, how do you? And, you know, I don't know if you were able to hear um, the beginning when I did the acronym. I, I think there are, are trigger terms for people, like even the term get over it. And when you lose someone or when you're going through those challenges, I don't know if you ever really get over it but right. you do adjust and transition so that you can continue to live life. And Absolutely. so you give yourself permission to breathe and you give yourself permission to live. And, and you know I what I love that you said that because I'm sorry, Reese. we did, um, and Reese, you know this, we did an episode on this show before called Grief. 
right? And yes. we had a grief counselor on here and our audience absolutely loved that episode. It's one of our popular episodes as well. We got a lot of comments about it. So like you said, um, JQ, you, you have to give yourself, if you've had nine miscarriages, you've got to give yourself an opportunity to grieve because yes. you better believe you will be grieving. And you have to understand that and allow yourself to grieve because those are losses. That's a loss. But guess what? You have people that will see other women out there not knowing what they're going through. When you go have a baby, you don't have no baby. And that does, they could be going through that, that process right now. And you don't they, know. And you don't know. And that's just adding on to what they're going through because now society is thinking, why you this, why you not having no, you married, you can't have a child, why you can't have a child, why you still 40 and no kids, why you still 45 and no child, you know, and they don't know what these women are going through, and that is supposed to, you know, that would make it double worse, right, you know, so I mean, I can just imagine like when he's saying, and not only for the mothers, the, the 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 fathers to be too because you know that you know it's it's really it's really and that's really. why it's so vitally important for that couple to maintain a very healthy and strong communication level because it can off, oftentimes what happens is that pain and hurt ends up going to the ones that you love the most because they're the ones right there with you in the moment. And so when you're having those conversations about, you know what, this is not a good day, you know, and it's not about you. It's not about you having not done enough. It's just, I'm having a moment for what we are experiencing in life right now. And so when you're able to be as transparent and as vulnerable as these situations call for, there is an opportunity to then grow from that and then be able to be a a mouthpiece such as what Antonio is doing, because there is a turning to this. It's very important that we understand that as well. People may do things out of ignorance. It's not always malicious. Uh, I am a woman, 48 years old, who does not have children. So of course, and I've never been married. Of course, I've had the questions of marriage and children, but I'm at a place now where I can communicate and convey to people that I've never, ever been on the world's time clock. I am on God's time clock. And so I have no desire to help him to speed up anything that is not in his will or not at this time. And so because I'm at that place now, I wasn't always there. You know, I would get you off of me if I didn't like how you would ask me a question. But I'm at this place now because I've healed to a certain place to be able to accept what his will is for my life. And so yeah. a part of that is when you're going through those traumas and you healed, you're really able to educate people on their questions and on maybe sometimes their concern, you know, about where you are. So I think communication is going to always be key. And you have to be strong as a couple because it, it can tear you apart if you're not strong. It can. And it has many marriages have been torn apart um, for those challenges. And that's why we have to really take our vows seriously. Like we say the vows yes. in health, you know, goodness, and, but, but when that bottom drops, huh, that's the true test. See, you will that's see the true test. what the marriage is made of. 
Absolutely. And the fact that he is standing by his wife and yeah. taking on that burden, yeah. it's just, I'm telling you, it's awesome. Because not many men would do that. You know, so you have to because give kudos. A part of it, what happens, Andrea, with, with some individuals, because sometimes their wife cannot communicate the level of pain that she's enduring. And for men, they're innately there to fix something. And when they can't really fix that, when they have to just be in the moment, it's such an emotional place that it really calls for them to mature in areas that they might not have been accustomed to. But when a man does, it's the most beautiful view to see a husband get, take that moccasin walk and get into his wife's shoes to be able to understand yes. it from point of view. Right. And, it's, and as he says, as, as Antonio just talked about, it's not easy for him either. Mm -hmm. So it was very, very difficult for him. And he also reached a, break, a breaking point himself. He hit rock bottom too. Yeah. He lashed out. So don't assume that, oh, we're, we're saying it's going to be a piece of cake and it's going to be easy because it's not. Okay. Right. And he also has to help his wife, you know, hold her up because she, what she is going through whoo, oh. physically and mentally, that is trauma at its highest level. And I want everybody, we're going to post the link to the article. It's a very long article. But yes. If you have some time. It's a good read. About it, it's a great read. The Let good thing you. about the article as well is you can listen to it. You, there's a play button on the article because it's from the New York Times, by the way. It's published in the New York Times. And there's a play button there, everybody. So if you're not able to sit, a lot of people can't read that much because they get distracted or they have children. They don't have time to sit and read, but you can pop in your headphone or something, pop in that earbud in your ear while you're cooking or doing the dishes or doing something for your family. You could listen to that article and you will hear everything that they've gone through. And when I tell you it is gripping. Listen, when I was reading it, I thought I was like watching, like I was envisioning a movie. Yes. And, and when they, I was... they described everything oh like a surrogate. God. When they found the surrogate in, in Ukraine and then war broke out two yes. days later. And what the surrogate had to do because they wanted her to be in a safe area. Because, yes. And as she's driving through, she finally got a car to, yes. to get in, to drive to safety. And it took hours he said like yes. a 24-hour period to get there and as they're driving through they're hearing the bombs going off and they're encountering soldiers who are telling them to get off the road and all of this yeah stuff. It, it is gripping it's like it's like like Reese said it was in a movie it's yeah. a movie you know so you guys you want to check this out you want to listen to it and um if you are experiencing this yourself, like you're experiencing some in, infertility or you have family members or loved ones who are going through this, please be mindful. And just, in, you know, even in your family, what we're asking for, like on this show, our motto, part of our motto is no judgment. If there is someone in your family and, you know, like JQ here that just said she's 48 and has no child, you don't just say to the person, when are you gonna have a baby? Is it you're, you're yeah. past your, your time or you need yeah. to have a kid. You don't know what people you don't are know what they're going through. through. You don't know what they're experiencing. And from Marilyn, who had already had nine miscarriages, 
Can you imagine yeah. saying something, just walking up to her Jeez. and being sensitive and saying something like this in her face? Can you imagine she the, the trauma she's already gone through for you to just insensitively walk up to her and say something like that or keep badgering her about it every time you see her? So please be mindful of that um, with each other and do not say things like that, you know, because it's tough. Another thing I want to mention real quickly, um, JQ, uh, just for our audience here, um, in terms of infertility, I want people to remember and understand that infertility, underweight women are at a high risk of infertility, okay? Underweight women who become pregnant, you're at a higher risk for the delivery of babies who are at a low birth rate, okay? or they are born disabled, that dis disabled, or some people call it retarded fetal growth, um, and um, morality, meaning mortality, I'm sorry, not morality, mortality, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that means they can die, okay, so if you are underweight, you're a woman that is underweight, you're at a high risk, you know, you become pregnant, you're at a high risk for the, these issues, infertility, infertility, um, and also on the flip side of that, for women who may be obese, okay, you're also at a high risk because you have a higher risk of having birth defects, okay, in the baby, heart problems, heart defects in the baby, and having what they call neural tube defects, okay, NTDs in other words. So you want to be very, very careful. As soon as you get pregnant, you want to work with your OBGYN, et cetera, or even before, if you're looking to have a child, you know, these are things that you need to discuss. And a lot of times people just think that, you know, like Antonio said, oh, you're just going to have a baby and you're just going to go the traditional route. But we don't realize, right? We're all humans. We have we have a different composition. It's not that easy for some of us. We have to do different things and it takes more work. And some of the tips, I'm gonna list a couple of tips, um, JQ, and jump in um, with some that you wanna add, you know, from your previous therapeutic experience is um, tips for infertility mindsets. Antonio gave us some, and I'm just going to add to that, right? Like Antonio mentioned, they got a little dog, okay? Like a comfort animal, okay? Mm -hmm. um, some things that could help you engage in more relaxation and meditation that could help, okay? You want to unplug a lot of times and have some time for yourself just to think, find moments to enjoy in life, that will help tremendously. Find some moments to enjoy. Even if you got to sit here and write down stuff and make Don't a list, you know, make a list of some moments that, you know, you can actually enjoy in your life and stick to them and do them. Okay. Try to eliminate conflicts out of your life. Eliminate the conflicts. So all of those negative people who are always bashing you, it's time for you to have a baby. When you're going to have a kid, don't you think you should be having a kid? eliminate them as much as possible from your sphere. Okay. Um, eliminate. And this, I really like eliminate JQ. I like this eliminate self judgment. That is so hard to do. I know that because even for people who are not pregnant or having a baby, that's difficult to do. Okay. But it is crucial and essential, especially 
if you are in this circle of infertility and this cloud that you're going through and the difficulties and the challenges that you're experiencing, eliminate the self-judgment because that's not going to help. Instead, do what Antonio said, make a plan, lay out your plan to what alternatives you have instead if you can't do this don't judge yourself and say okay maybe i am horrible maybe i am a loser maybe i'm never gonna have a child maybe the problem is me and i can't you know do this family thing because somehow god made me deficient you know eliminate that judgment instead make a plan for the alternatives that you have available to you and acknowledge your emotions you know, Antonio did that and he helped his wife, Marilyn, as well, who, yes, yeah, she's a tough, strong woman. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. I, I would have, how I much think, I admire her. Yeah, I would have given up. I would have yeah. given up. You know, acknowledge your emotions. Know that you're having a hard time and acknowledge it. Don't try to shove it under the rug because it's not going to go away. Acknowledge the emotions. Very important, very important. Um, what, what I would add to that list, of, of course, with the clientele that I've worked with, um, prayer. Prayer is a very essential tool for everything concerning our lives. Um, prayer can be our, our petitions that we're getting, you know, making before him, but it is also in acceptance of his will. And if we're really honest and want to holistically have this conversation, um, everyone is not going to have a child, but thanks be to God that he's given us avenues to be able to be caregivers and be parents to children from what the discussion you've spoken on tonight, um, family members, um, people in the neighborhood, your church, you, there's always ways that we can impact the lives of children. And so that, that means that there's this introspective work that goes in for you to then separate yourself from thinking that it's only one way for it to be done to now being open to the multiple ways of how you can impact and influence children. And so I would also add to that journaling, um, writing is extremely therapeutic and it is very healing in, its, in, in regards to being able to get it out. And so just to begin journaling, sharing your thoughts, but also incorporating with that, I like to in, um, encourage people to do gratitude journals because we can always park on what's wrong, what's not right in our lives, what's, what's going haywire, you know, what's falling apart. But how often do you just sit, stop, and express the gratitude that you have for things that are transpiring in your life. Because it, we, as we know, you know, we could think that the bottom has fallen out and it, could, it very well could be, but there's always someone to our left and right who are going through insurmountable things as well. Um, and then the last one I would talk about is joining enriching activities, connecting with things such as, you know, maybe you've, you've always loved to dance, but you never really thought about going to join a dance class or you know you've always enjoyed exercise but you never thought about doing a marathon like mm -hmm. taking yourself to another dimension in regards to what you are exposing yourself to because a part of disappointment and challenge depression 
and, and anxiousness is when what you are accustomed to falls apart, then what do you have? So when you open yourself up to new experiences and new um, enriching opportunities, now it's opening your mind up to that place of joy and contentment. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And the last thing I want to mention before we go out tonight is if you are considering surrogacy, which is what we talked about tonight, and that is the embryo from the husband and from the wife, they're put together and into a host that is called a surrogate. So the surrogate is not the actual mother of the child, okay? I wanna make that very clear. The surrogate is not the mother of the child. Um, There's a father and there's a mother, the husband and wife, their embryos are put together and the surrogate um, gives birth to that um, child. So, uh, with that, I want to I want to let everybody know if you are considering surrogacy in the United States, Antonia did mention that is a lot more expensive. It's between a hundred thousand and two hundred thousand. That's what it's going to cost you. Um, and the surrogacy laws vary by the different states. Okay, here in the United States, it varies. It's very different in different different states. So you want to do your research research it well, okay? If you have the, re- the, the finances and the source, the resources to be able to do that, you want to search on the different states. Um, let's see, like Illinois and California, they allow surrogacy contracts, okay? Others don't recognize surrogacy contracts. Um, and then Michigan, paying a woman to be a surrogate is a felony. So- yeah. You yeah, want to be, you want to know what you yeah. do. Okay. If you're and in actuality, this. commercial surrogacy is not really uh, a very known practice here. Commercial surrogacy is in India, Russia, and Ukraine. And so, yeah, yeah. they definitely need to know those laws. Yes. Yeah, so the laws are very, very important and they vary from country to country. And some countries have now eliminated it because they have concerns of trafficking and exploitation. Right. Um, so in terms of India, they passed a law back in 2019 that officially shut down um, what was once, according to a 2012 survey that they did, to shut down that surrogacy industry, which was a $2.3 billion industry. So because wow. of the trafficking and the exploitation and whatnot, India shut that down, even though it was very profitable, because you know how human beings are. Their, their greed is going to lead them to do things that are not legal and to just go above and beyond to do other things. So different countries have different laws you want to investigate, but I want to end it with saying, by saying, Delivering Dreams is a company here in the United States that will help you, just like they helped um, Antonio and Marilyn, to find a surrogate in the Ukraine which the Ukraine has very clear and specific laws. It's just sad right now because there is war going on. There. Yeah. Um, so right now may not be the best time to start there. But listen, I'm not the expert. If you want to know more about it, then maybe you start by reaching out to Delivering Dreams International. Look them up on Google. They're on Instagram as well. And you can DM them and get more information if you want to start this journey and they will be able to help you. 
Okay, so we if, love you guys. And we if I can say just one, one last thing, Carol. Absolutely. In reference to the men, um, Antonio made mention of how his nephew has become a listening ear for him. It's important that men, yes, pour into your, your wives, but also get the help for yourself. Because just as um, they've had the nine miscarriages, it is they. You know, it may yeah. have gone through her body, but he's very much a part of that process. So make sure you're identifying emotionally with what you're experiencing as well and get help. Yes, definitely. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Man, all I did was a call and you was there. Thank you, thank you so much. You, you know, for you, I'm showing up. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank we hope you. you show up again. We have a show for you, um, JQ, and everybody else listening. We will be doing a show about what you just talked about. Let's say you're 48 and you still don't have a child, okay? We have a show that we're going to be dedicating to that um, over 40 and uh, unmarried yes. or do not have a child. So we're going to talk about that because, again, this not is. Yeah, not every what people don't realize, not every woman wants to have a child. Right. And they put that stigma on women and pressure them. So we definitely we're definitely going to hit that because Mary J. Blige came out talking about that. Um, saying she don't want kids and she's tired of people asking her, you know? So we're definitely going to hit that point because well, there's a lot of... Delighted to come on with it. it, it it's <laughs> a topic that needs to be discussed. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so, absolutely. So thank you so much for oh, being willing. Before you leave, please plug in your event that you're having <laughs> next month, please. Thank you, Ms. Andrea. Um, <laughs> I am actually the curator for Dining Conversations with JQ. And we go every two months to um, find dine, but it is definitely um, a purpose behind it. And so not only is the cuisine amazing, the conversation is as well. And so Andrea graciously allowed us to do our first one at her venue. We're going to do the next one at Panties in Aventura. And I'm excited for our brunch, um, our Bella Brunch Club. And so we have a monthly membership for those who enjoy the brunch experience and being able to network. I will be at that one is in my birthday week. So maybe Carol will, you know, never know. She might give me that for a birthday present. Who knows? But yeah. But that's re- I would our definitely listeners be- are, are also asking you to repeat that. What's the name? You're the curator for what? Say that again, JQ dining conversations with jq so every two months we do an event um for more information they can contact me at 954-303-4095 and we're on facebook as dining conversations that's with an s with jq so we have that page as well do you write spell out the with yes Okay, so it's dining on Facebook is dining conversations with JQ. Yes. And my number again is 954-303-4095. And what is really dining? Repeat that for me. What's dining conversations with JQ all about? So it is inspired by the New York dinner party scene. Um, Getting back to intimate events where 
we're coming together around fine dining and having stimulating conversation. And so I love, love, love intimate events. I'm a certified event planner. And I love when people come to the table and they leave having met a new um, inspiring friend. And so what we do, I have um, cards that I've curated called conversation starters, where we actually have cards that I read out during throughout the dinner and it sparks the conversations. Mm. Yes. We'll put the flyer on our page. Definitely. We will definitely put that information on there for you so everybody could see it. And we'll put your information into when we upload this episode because you were here Thank with you. us. We're going to put the information there and send all of your people as well to out here so they can come see this information and they come and listen to what you yes. shared with us today. Thank um, you, ladies. I always ask that you share it so that people, other people get a chance to come and check you out. And I yeah. want to say hi, Avind Hutchins. Avind, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Avind Hutchins. Welcome, welcome. Hello. I know you sit, you're saying hi. You're saying hi. We see you. Thanks for being with us. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Carolyn. Bless Carolyn, too. What's up? What's yes. up? What's up to all of our amazing friends who are um, joining us. They're with us on our Facebook Live. And we have lots of listeners who are also reaching out to us on our um, myturnradio.com. So they're listening to us on My Turn Radio and our folks who are joining us also on our Facebook Live. So if you wanna see our faces and you know all of that good stuff and you wanna comment and chat with us on the Facebook Live, we check your comments all the time as we're going through the show here. So we thank you for being with us as well. These are our co-hosts because they a lot of times they have some great questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so All right, ladies. Say, thank you, JQ, for coming. Thank you, JQ. You. With us. We'll chat with you again soon. We appreciate oh. you. Thank you, ladies. Right. Bye, JQ. All right. Yes. All right. And Miss Reese, we have come to the end of even though show. I didn't get even though I didn't get to talk much this week. I but know. <laughs> That's I had right. to go, I had to figure out another way. But hey, you know, the show must go on. So it was a good show today. I hope that um, our listeners Avind left something. wants to join, but we are wrapping up our show, Avind. Avind is asking if she, he or she, I'm, I'm not sure, um, is wants to join our, our Zoom, but we're wrapping up right now. So next week, hop on a little bit earlier and we'll be happy to have you join us. Or you can type your questions in the chat right now and we will take whatever question you have. Um, uh, is she, did, did, is she, um, I, I can't see the comments at all. You're having some technical difficulties tonight, but that's all right, I got you girl. I'm um, not seeing even We are wrapping up our show right now. Um, we love that you joined us. Uh, if you have a specific comment, just pop it into the chat and we can, um, um, address it for you or next week come back next week a little bit earlier and join us and we'll be happy to chat with you then too all right so with that we've come to the end of our show everybody we love that you joined us we love that you rocked with us tonight yes oh we're so appreciative you join us here on our show we'll be back next monday we're here every yes. monday 6 p.m 6 to 8 
6 p.m. to 8 p.m., but we were chit-chatting tonight and having a good old time. Yes. Eastern Standard Time. So come join us. Be with us. We love you. We thank you. We are on MyTurnRadio.com, and we're here on, live on our Facebook. And where else can they find this show, Reese? After the show, you can join us on our YouTube channel. All right. Let's connect. Or you, you can link or um, click on our podcast. Yes. Okay. And we're on so all we have our podcast platforms, right? Yes. Yes. We're on Oof. Spotify. We're on Google um, um, podcast and anchor and uh, multiple podcast platforms. If that's what you prefer, you can check us out there or go on out to our YouTube channel and you will see us. But please, when you do, make sure that you're doing what, Reese? What do we, we want you guys to subscribe to our channel and share with your friends and family. And you definitely can see other episodes that we have had in the past. Um, very interesting topics, you know? So right. one day, you, if you want something to do on the weekend, you're tired of watching TV, you want to hear some good 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 conversation click on our youtube channel that's right that's right don't feel like you've missed it if you didn't get a chance to rock with us live tonight and hello nancy burks we love that you joined us thank you you know we love it every time when you hop on here with us but you kind of missed us tonight but don't worry we know you'll be back next week and avind check us out on our youtube, YouTube. channel and there are multiple other episodes that we have out there just as informative, just as enjoyable. Check us out out there and make sure that you're subscribing. So every time we post something, you'll see it and you're yeah. sharing with your family and friends like we know a lot of friends are doing. We love you. We thank you. We're going to be out of here for tonight. This is yes. show called Let's Connect, everybody. The show where you find more compassion, more empathy, and, and let's judgment. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.